All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafel here back on Turnbuckle Talk. There we go. How you doing, guys? Of course, powered by thegorillaposition.com and proud partner of the Roar Network. That's right, guys. Just a quick little thing. Make sure you go check out thegorillaposition.com where they give you the best in pro wrestling writing. They need no BS approach to things, no dirt sheet, no nothing like that, as well as the Roar Network is available when you go to thegorillaposition.com. You can click on that link and go to a multitude of amazing podcasts, including this one that you are listening to right now, Turnbuckle Talk. Absolutely. Now, before we get into the bulk of the wrestling discussion for this week, Carl, an interesting thing, us being a Canadian course podcast something interesting happened here in the country of canada that's right in the last week since we last talked to you guys here marijuana has been legalized (laughs) in canada yeah it's been a pretty polarizing uh, issue here definitely a lot of people definitely happy a lot of people on the fence Uh, interesting thing with this uh, you know if you've been following our podcast for a while we used to play simpsons clips at the beginning of the episodes and whatnot and an interesting thing revolving around that actually back in a 2015 episode they essentially predicted the legalization specifically of it in canada Once again, The Simpsons comes out (laughs) with it. They have predicted many different things on their television show that have happened uh, years prior to things actually happening. Uh, And yeah, just again, I don't know how, I don't know why, I don't know if it's coincidence or what, but again, The Simpsons predicted this. The widespread belief is that the, the creator, Matt Groening, is likely a time traveler. Okay. And uh, he has traveled forward in time and has seen these things happen. At least that's the consensus uh, amongst the fans. Whether that's true or not, who knows? All right. So another week has come and gone in the wrestling world, Carl. And uh, again, there's quite a bit to talk about. And I think we'll make a brief mention before we get to uh, actually our very first topic that I had on the plan here. Last night, the uh, 70th anniversary of the NWA happened their show yes and of course uh, our, our very own ryan and michael malcor were there in uh, person to see that and it turned out to be kind of a mixed bag from what i've kind of seen i haven't had a chance to actually watch the show uh, myself yet which i will be doing at some point this week but it's been it looks like it was a real kind of mixed uh, thing of some positive and some negatives I just want to make sure that everybody knows that that's uh, Ryan Bowman and yes. Michael Melkor, not Ryan Melkor and Michael Melkor. Yes. Oh, uh, did I say Ryan Melkor? No, 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 no. You said Ryan and Michael Melkor. Oh, it was so it was like, couple. sorry, guys. Uh, sorry, guys. <laughs> it's all good, though. <laughs> Our editor-in-chief there of thegrillposition.com, yes. Ryan Bowman, and Michael Melkor as well, both at NWA 70th anniversary yeah. show. Like you said, a lot of different things kind of happened there. Uh, historic things have happened. We have a brand new national champion when it comes to the NWA. Uh, amazing to see. I believe it was Willie Mack who went yep. and took that. There was a tournament that actually happened on the show and Willie Mack becoming the new NWA national champion with a new title belt being unveiled by them. Very old school yeah. looking. Yeah, it looks very cool. Uh, definitely not something that WWE would make a fur belt in. It looks, it's very much a throwback yes. to how they used to be. And of course, Nick Aldis becoming, you know, taking back the title, the world's heavyweight championship, the 10 pounds of gold. 
So adding to the speculation there with uh, Cody dropping the title relatively quickly, only a couple months into his reign, you know, because there has been the speculation of the elite going to WWE. So we'll see when it comes to that. Definitely. All right. So another topic that's been coming up quite a bit uh, in the wrestling circles here, Carl, involves Chris Jericho, Jim Ross, and the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars and some other things, uh, Shahid Khan, possibly starting up their own wrestling promotion. This is right now speculation. It's, you know, something that I think was leaked that shouldn't have been leaked. Uh, But this could be amazing. Now, I know that on previous podcasts, we have talked about Cody and the Young Bucks trying to go through and possibly create their own promotion. I don't know if this is something that Jericho kind of overheard them and said, hey, I want to get in on that as well. Are they working together? Are they going to be rivals? Are, you know, it's, yeah, everything is speculation at this point until we get something concrete, unfortunately, but... Yeah, I mean, this could be this could be something huge. Absolutely, you have Chris Jericho, of course, uh, a great mind, a great businessman, the, prof- the world of professional wrestling, especially recently. Uh, Jim Ross, I mean, uh, another great mind for the business, great commentator, you know, definitely somebody who could maybe be in a production role and commentary. You have Shahid Khan. Now, looking up some information on this guy, he is. Uh, a very wealthy man. Let's put it that way. He uh, owns, like I said, the Jacksonville Jaguars. He owns a English Premier League soccer team over in Europe. Uh, he is worth approximately the best way. I, I think I kind of put it before we started recording. He is three times Oprah rich. Yes. <laughs> so he has some significant funds there, and you know, and to put into perspective, Vince is worth half of that. Essentially, a little less than half of him. So. He has a lot of resources, and they could really... This could be another Ted Turner, girl. hundred percent. I mean, that is exactly what I had thought when I first heard this, and it was immediately... I, yeah. The guy doesn't have any television station. It's not like it's Turner Broadcasting Systems or anything like that, but the guy does have the available funds and more, I'm sure, than Ted Turner had to be able to work with. So this could be very, very interesting. It's a, an interesting scenario because it, it really mirrors the Ted Turner situation. You know, minus the the TV uh, thing because he's you know on top of all that the, the resources, the interest uh, looks like setting up with the right people. He's also a fan of the business. Yes. So you know, I think that it's something you know we'll definitely be following very closely. And if anything more becomes this, and I, I'm hoping that it does, you know, we'll definitely be talking about it here. Definitely. And when it comes to television stations, there's a plethora of different television stations that are out there, whether it's, uh, you know, smaller ones that are only in the U.S. like Access TV or any of the sports channels. You got to take a look at this guy who owns a football team and owns a a European football team as well. Right. So, I mean, the guy has his hand in there when it comes to making sure that his games are being broadcast. So I'm sure there's a way that he can make sure that a wrestling promotion run by and owned by him can be broadcast as well. And like you said, if we can get the elite, you know, somehow involved in this and who knows what else, it could really, really turn into something. So it's exciting. And I'm hoping that there's some meat to this uh, story. And like I said, you know, we'll definitely be uh, keeping our eye on it. Definitely. So some other new things happening. 
recently, the very first episode of NXT UK aired on the WWE Network. Yes, it did. And what a phenomenal debut episode yeah. this was. What's very interesting is it re- it's really being run like the NXT over in Florida, over at uh, Full Sail. And it, it, it just it has that independent feel to it, even just the lighting, the venue, you know, and Mustache Mountain, the two guys coming out and really making a statement and saying, you know, this is our brand. This has been run the way that we want it, you know, really making themselves stand out. That was a very cool moment. I liked that the way that they executed that. The entire show itself was just amazing. The way that everything was done, everything was handled, the production value of everything was spot on. And again, it's WWE. WWE still so yeah. this the production is going to be spot on everything was it, it just all seemed to flow it had its place it had its points it had everything that it was supposed to have because they've been building up to this they've really been showcasing these stars like mustache mountain and uh, Pete Dunn you know all, all of these guys that that yep. have been there for a while that they're now using in NXT UK, so they've really done very well, even storyline-wise, to be able to really push this and make this a huge success. And having some brands like this is going to bring up some interesting stuff because there's also a possibility of uh, NXT Germany happening as well. There's been some speculation. You have some German talent to pick from. You do. You know, you have Walter, who is actually a name that's becoming, you're seeing more of him. Uh, Killer Kelly, who's involved in the Mae Young Classic. You know, Alexander Wolfe, uh, formerly with, with Sanity, you know, and of course... Our friend Jazzy is over in Germany as well. Yeah. So there's a chance for her to get to possibly back into a WWE brand. So, you know, it, and it also provides a place for, you know, your guys like, like your Curse Axles, your Tyler Breezes. If things aren't going so great where they are now, you have another outlet to use guys like that. You definitely do. We just want to make sure that everybody knows and understands that this is, again, just something that is speculation. Yep. Uh, we took a look at, at how things kind of evolved with uh, NXT UK, with uh, the company going and getting a working relationship with Progress Wrestling over yep. there. They're now doing the same thing with, over in Germany with XWX. Yep. So it's speculation at this point but we saw what happened when they came in and started working with progress and now they're doing the same thing with xwx so it almost seems as though slowly but surely like we have said on this podcast before that the wwe and the brand of nxt are literally taking over the world and i like the the word that worded the words that you use there slowly but surely because they, they went about it the right way. They kind of built it up over time. They didn't rush it, which, uh, you know, you can make the argument that's very un-WWE-like yeah. because they, they tend to rush some things. You know, so, you know, this is going to be a good thing. And I think the key to this working is, you know, like you said, the, this partnership with Progress and, you know, with uh, the, the promotion over in Germany to let those kind of guys kind of run. It almost... It, it's almost feeling like territories again with this kind of stuff. Yes. And you let them kind of run their show. I mean, yes, it's under the WWE umbrella. You have the money, the, the backing and that kind of stuff. But, you know, I, I think as long as, you know, Vince and some of these other people don't start dipping in there too much and start calling the shots, then it could work. Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, because then it could just become oversaturated with the same talent again, which is the issue that we have over on the main roster stuff with Raw and SmackDown. So having these brands with your unique talents, can make it work. 
It definitely can. So, and it'll get some variety because you know things are getting a little saturated with WWE. But as long as there's enough to differentiate between the brands, then we're good. Yes. In my opinion. Let's take a brief break here, Carl, and we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about this on the Saudi Arabia situation and what happened with SmackDown 1000. And now, Big Joe and Jargo of the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast join forces to talk about Roman Reigns. I've been, I've been trying for, Carl and I have been trying so long, episode, and it comes up like every second of their episode. It's like trying to figure out this whole deal we'll throw in it. And really, I don't think that Roman himself is the problem. I think it's WWE forcing him down everybody's throat when, you know, they want to cheer for somebody else. I think what it is, Roman Reigns doesn't buy in. Yeah. Roman Reigns, he strikes me as a guy who he's out there providing for his family. Yep. I like I, I think Joe's probably a really nice guy. Yep. And he he never wanted to be a pro wrestler. He wanted to be a professional football player. Yeah. And and I think the problem is he's just doing this because he can't do that, but he can't do anything too stupid that his football buddies are gonna look at him and be like, You're a joke, man. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> too I'm good. An evil mother for Joe. That's too good. Do you even get that reference? I'm an evil mother for Joe. Oh yeah. I'm gonna have to find that and send it to you. This is Gunstar Hero of London Rising, and you are listening to Carl and Joe on Turnbuckle Talk. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafel here back on Turnbuckle Talk. That's right. New name, same great podcast. We are now Turnbuckle Talk. Thank you for joining us. During the break, you got to hear from Michael Jargo of the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, also found at thegrillposition.com as part of the Roar Network. And you got to hear from Gunstar Hero from London, Ontario, Canada with the London Rising Podcast. And as we mentioned before the break, Carl, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Saudi Arabia situation because it is still kind of a big hot-button issue. And SmackDown 1000, did you have a chance to sit and actually catch much of this? I have not, to be honest. Uh, Unfortunately, I work six days a week, and it's really hard for me to catch up on, uh, you know, professional wrestling. I try to make sure that I catch the pay-per-views, whether it's, uh, you know, finding them after they've happened or you know, any way that I possibly can, I always make sure that I try to find those. But when it comes to the weekly television shows, it's a little more difficult. I tried to give uh, this particular episode a chance because it's SmackDown 1000. You know, it, it sh- it's was set to be kind of a landmark episode of that show. And the first bit started with R-Truth and Carmella in the ring. That's what they kicked off with. Yes. Which, which was already kind of... Okay, I mean, yeah. you know, they can make something of this possibly, and then all the McMahons come out, you know, and at the beginning of the show, like they, they did a video package and they made a, a real point and and showcased Vince talking at SmackDown after nine eleven and how they they addressed that kind of issue. They had an opportunity to address the Saudi Arabia situation here, yep. and make their their point and, and their their case. Instead, dance party. 
<laughs> yeah, I, it's it, it, it's it's very odd. I mean, again, WWE has decided to go a little bit more of the hokey uh, comedic route yeah. with uh, with the, the the SmackDown show. Um, it's it's not on our list of things to talk about, but I, I'm going to mention it anyways. That it, over this last week as well, it's come out that once uh, SmackDown it takes a move over to the Fox network, Fox is almost demanding that before that happens, that there's a guarantee that SmackDown is going to be actual competition and not just all of this hokey, uh, joking around, comedic type of show. They actually want professional wrestling to be shown and not simply crap. Well, that is good to hear. Yes. <laughs> because it is sorely needed. And I hope that it goes that way because this... It's it's almost like they're just turning a blind eye to a big issue. It's it's almost like they're just pretending like it doesn't even affect them. So, but I, again, at the same token, do you, you've gone into a contract. That's true. You've got this show that you have been planning. You've got the money for it yeah. essentially already. You've got everything all set and in, in put into place. We understand that something devastating has happened, yeah. but. Devastating things happen in the world absolutely every day. There are mass murders that happened, oh, yeah. and things still go on. It's it might sound very cold, but that's life. Oh, yeah. It happens. It's very true. So, for the WWE to make a huge thing about this, everyone else is making a huge deal about it. Why do they need to now stick their nose in and for, for what? It's only going to garner so much more negative publicity yeah. with them going out and talking about it than them kind of sitting back and going, okay, like we contractually, we're in, we're in this agreement. We're going to ensure, as the WWE has done before, that the safety of all of our people is at number one priority. Yeah. I mean, that th that's one of the the big things that people are talking about is oh, it's not it's not safe over there yeah. for Americans and and what have you, right? WWE's going. We have safety measures in place. We yeah. always have. We always will. We know what we're doing. We're gonna go and give these fans what they want. Yeah. Right. Yep, oh, I totally understand that that approach as well, and uh, you know, hopefully, you know, if they do decide to go through it, you know, that hopefully, you know, it, it comes off well and it's not a uh, a black mark. That's that's my only concern. You know what? And it, it, even if it is, yeah. it, it doesn't matter because you know those fans that are over there are going to be so happy that they still came, and so you're going to have those millions of fans from there that are still a fan of the WWE product. So even if you lose 100,000 or 200,000 or 300,000 or 500,000 from America because, oh, they did something wrong and went over to Saudi Arabia in that person's eyes, yep. they still have all these other fans. So, I mean, it's it's a difficult situation, right? Do you, do you lose these people or do you keep these people, yep. right? Yeah, like I said, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, money talks and they're being paid to, to get... Your Shawn Michaels, your Undertakers, and WWE looks like they're going to deliver that. So yeah, so yeah, we'll see uh, what uh, comes of that. If it, you know, we'll definitely be talking about it after it happens. Oh yeah. So going from that to, to a little bit more WWE stuff, they have signed some very interesting new talent that are uh, working at the Performance Center. 
And that's about the extent that it comes to when we talk about the WWE with this, because all of these people, from what I can see, have not really, for I mean, for the most part, worked for the WWE before. Um, I'm going to throw out the names here. I mean, we've got Punishment Martinez coming over from Ring of Honor. Mm -hmm. We've got Chelsea Green, right? We've got Mia Yim, who, yes, has been in the Mae Young Classic. And on an interesting name and turn of events, we have Matt Riddle. Yeah. Now, Chelsea Green is not brand new to the WWE. She uh, wasn't in a wrestling capacity, but she was involved in a uh, supposed relationship with Daniel Bryan. She was, yes. uh, she was that kind of in between there. But, uh, yeah, some great talent in this group. I mean, you have a little bit of everything. You have the big, well, somewhat bigger <laughs> The guy he was standing beside actually kind of dwarfed him. But yeah, yeah. Punishment Martinez. You have Matt Riddle, who is a very, very unique individual character-wise and in-ring work-wise. You have Mia Yim, who, I mean, she's a, a veteran yes. at this point. And Chelsea Green, a Canadian wrestler who has been uh, making herself known recently, even appearing at All In not too long ago. Oh, yeah. So there's a... A really good batch of talent here, and it'll be interesting to see how they develop and where they decide to go with all of these, especially Punishment and Matt Riddle. Those are two guys that their ceiling is pretty high, I think, when yeah. it comes to these guys. So uh, if you have a chance, you know, go back and watch. You can still catch a lot of his stuff over in Ring of Honor with Punishment Martinez. And Matt Riddle has been working all over the place as well. Go and check him out. He is a, he's a very unique individual, and he makes it exciting to watch because it is... It's not like a lot of other ones out there. That's right. So it'll be interesting to see. You know, he made a TV debut in NXT recently, and I still got to go check that out. So we'll uh, definitely see what happens with those. And, of course, Chelsea Green, another great addition to uh, getting a stacked women's division there. So We don't normally do this, but go and check out WWE.com for the information on these NXT signings. These aren't the only ones. There was, uh, I believe, two or three more people that are actually yep. uh, signed as well with NXT for the uh, Performance Center. Now, these are just the large, notable names. Yep. So we don't want to disclude no. that there are actually others as well. Yep. So that they're taking a, a very large talent pool when it comes to those who have been working in the business already and those who we don't even know. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's take another brief uh, break here, Carl, and we're going to hear some from our friends here. And we're going to come back after and talk a little bit about John Cena. This is Michael Melkor, executive editor of TheGorillaPosition.com and co-host of Going Home with Ryan and Mike. And you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk.
All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafeld back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Yes, we are. I got it right this time. I didn't yeah. slip at all this uh, this episode here. And during the last break, you got to hear from former Turnbuckle Talk guest Marty Gennetti and executive editor Michael Melkor from thegorillaposition.com and co-host of Going Home. All right, so let's talk a little bit about uh, John Cena coming back, possibly to wrestle to at WrestleMania this year. Never say never in the wrestling business. I know that I almost sound like a broken record every week, and, and, and I, I do say that quite often, but if you're asking my opinion, no. I don't see John Cena being at WrestleMania this year. Uh, there's so many other different things that he has going on. He's already stated that he wants to take a step back from things a little bit. I mean... Going out there for WrestleMania isn't needed for him. He doesn't have to do it. Would it be a draw? Definitely it would be. But so would some other names. So, you know, John Cena, unfortunately, for people like myself who have not really been huge John Cena fans, the guy's a veteran in the business. He is uh, probably one of the most influential for this generation, if not the most influential for this generation. So no matter what, anytime that you put John Cena's name onto a card, people are going to want to go, whether it's to cheer him or to boo him. It's not really going to matter. But even if his name is not on the card, I think you're still going to see the same people going. Yeah, it's for me, it's a. I've been thinking quite a bit about this lately. Like I said, you know, we're not that far off from WrestleMania, and he does tend to make an appearance. And for me, well, first of all, you know, he is doing a lot in the TV and movie business recently. Uh, he's actually probably in the best shape of his entire life. Like, if you just look at him physically, mm-hmm. he is looking kind of like a young JBL with the haircut. Yeah. But, uh, when it comes to wrestling at WrestleMania, you look at John Cena, his career, he has basically worked with all of the top names. Yes. You know, so it's like, what is there left? And is there anything left for him to prove? I don't think that there really is anything left for him to prove. Could he go out there and maybe do a passing of the torch type of mm. style match? Definitely he could. Is it needed at this WrestleMania? Sure. Maybe. I don't know. Possibly. Yeah. We'll see if they can maybe come up with some kind of storyline to set up that kind of scenario. Is there anybody kind of ready to to fit that role at this point? That's tough. I think most of them are still down in XT. Mm-hmm. So it all depends on uh, what happens call up wise. If if Velveteen Dream gets called up or anything like that, you know, then maybe some kind of scenario could come out there. But as of right now, I'll, I'll say that Cena sits out WrestleMania this year. Yeah, I think so as well. All right, Carl. So we're at the showstopper segment for this week. Yes, we are. So an, in, an interesting this one this weekend, one that I've been thinking most of the week about to come up with uh, not only the topic, but who I would pick. And it was tough this week to think, who is the most influential person in the world of professional wrestling? Now, this includes in-ring talent and anybody who is associated with the business. So n- just so that I understand, you're talking of all time. Is correct. that correct? From all time up until the current day. Till current day. Till current wow. Day. Yeah. Who is or was the most influential person in professional wrestling? Yeah. It's a big topic. That's a huge right? topic. I mean, I... It's hard because I don't think that you can really pinpoint it to one specific person. Um, 
and I know I'm taking kind of the the cheater's way out of yeah. this, but it, it's a collective together with yeah. many different people. I mean, and even generational wise, it's it, it's something that's 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 different. I mean, back in in the beginnings, like you've you know your Frank Gotches, and then your Bruno Sammartinos, and then your Bob Backlunds, and then you know coming through a little bit further, your Hulk Hogan's, and then your Stone Colds, and then your Rocks, and then your John Cena's, like we just talked about, and none of it without Vincent Kennedy McMahon, mm-hmm. right? So the most influential is is kind of hard and you even have to include people in there like eric bischoff because without ted turner and eric bischoff with the monday night wars happening between wcw and wwe wow this is this is something that we could honestly kind of go through and and talk hours about um yeah if I had if if I had to come right down to it, I, I would I would definitely have to probably say two names. Okay. Uh, Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan. Those are two very good choices. And for me personally, I've been like I said, I've been thinking about it. I've been flip flopping with my pick. You know, I've been considering John Cena, I've been considering Ted Turner, you know, The Rock. I am gonna call Biv an audible here, and you actually mentioned him. I'm gonna say that Vince McMahon is probably the most influential person in the professional wrestling business. And I'm going to go back to, I think that would define that moment and what's making me pick him as my pick was WrestleMania 1. Right. Having it be televised. Yes. I think that that was probably one of the biggest turning points in the wrestling business. You know, yeah, we tend to talk a little bit. I tend especially to talk some smack about Vince and what he does. But at that moment, and I mean, he was determined that he was going to make a scene on the in the professional wrestling business and change the business completely. Yep. You know, and yeah, as of right now, I'm going to say Vince, you know, despite some of the wacky stuff you've done over the years. Yeah, right now, I think you made the, the biggest impact of anybody. Yes, I I would agree. There's some contenders. I mean, Ted Turner was also somebody that I was concerned because, you know, going along with that, you know, he really challenged Vince, you know, and then, you know, forced some change there with the attitude or whatnot. So you can make an argument that he, for me, I think Ted's a really close second. Okay. You know, and wrestling-wise, if I had to pick a wrestler to be the most influential, I would say John Cena. Really? I would say John Cena because, you know, modern day, you know, he's drawn a lot of attention, made an impact in the, the movie business as well. I think better than Roman Reigns did. It was very polarizing with the crowd and always, always got, whether it was a positive or negative reaction, he always went out there and did his job and did it well yep. and always got that reaction from the crowd, which is really what you're aiming to do as a professional wrestler is to get that reaction from the crowd. And he always achieved that. That's right. So, I mean, those out there, some out there may disagree with me on that, but I think that uh, like him or love him, you can't deny that he was good at what he did. That's right. And that's where we turn to you guys at this time. I mean, if you agree with Joe or you don't agree with Joe, if you agree with myself or don't agree with myself, we want you to let us know. Go and find us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handles have changed, so you can now find us at TB Talk Pod. So Turnbuckle Talk Podcast, essentially, but it's shortened down to TB Talk Pod. And that's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Of course, then to 
listen to our episodes. Now I've been uh, working at that this week, and we're uh, good to go on iTunes again. Yep. Under Term Ruckle Talk, as well as uh, Google Play and Google's podcasting app, and of course on Podbean. Um, if you're already subscribed to that, things just switched, and you didn't have to do anything new. So that that was really good there. And then the other podcatchers, I have to look into them, but I'm pretty sure that they followed suit after everything cleared everything through iTunes. And uh, just a brief mention before I forget as well, we want to give a little few shout outs as well to the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. Of course, they are part of the Roar Network as well. Make sure and check them out. Their last episode was really good. Some really good discussions there as well. And of course, Mike over at London Rising. Make sure and go check him out as well. And of course, all of our other podcasts at the Roar Network. That's right, and that is all found at thegorillaposition.com, where you can go there, take a look at some of the amazing articles that are written. Again, no BS when it comes to anything written on thegorillaposition.com, and there is a link where you can click on Roar Network, which will take you to the podcasts that are available. I do believe now that there is one for every day of the week that is available. Make sure you go and check out thegorillaposition.com. As well, we don't want to forget about our amazing sponsors. We want to mention Hype City Vapors. For all of you that are out there that are vapors like myself, you can go to Hype City Vapors and get 15% off your order by using promo code JKPODCAST. As well, go to collarandelbowbrand.com, a company founded by Al Snow. Amazing merchandise available there. You want the best in pro wrestling fashion? That is where you go. collarandelbowbrand.com. At the checkout, use promo code JKPODCAST and get 10% off your entire order. All right, that is a perfect way to end things off, and we will see you guys on the next one. Ciao.